0: Coming up on this week's episode, we're talking Bournemouth versus Liverpool, Newcastle and Arsenal. Plus, we've got more Wonders of White, a Who Am I from Liam and a new quiz from myself. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to a new episode of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here. And Liam is with me. Hello Liam.
1: Hi Chris, how you doing?
0: I'm all right yourself.
1: Uh I mean I'm just getting over a match of the day 3 weekend. Uh um, yeah,
0: a very quiet uh, very match. Quiet. Of the day. I did watch it. I did watch it. Um very strange. I mean it was just like watching the highlights online. Yeah, um, who, you know.
1: Who knew that commentary mattered so much? It's just not the same, was it? I mean just... I it's commentating in my head. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. I think I could do it. I, I, I think I should give it a go. But, yeah, it was very, very strange. And I watched Match of the Day 2 as well, and it didn't get any easier. So very, very glad that they'll be back next week.
0: I us say, it's all back to, all back to normal uh, next week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, since we last did a podcast, Chelsea have actually won three games in a row and have scored more goals uh, than they had since, um, like, since the World Cup, so uh yeah, going we'll go and while this end. Um yeah, we're obviously to... the lucky charm. We are, if we don't do
1: a podcast Chelsea play well so Yeah. Uh,
0: that's probably the same for our first talking point Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would have uh, obviously we didn't do a podcast last week so we didn't get to talk about the um the seven nil um obviously against Liverpool and Man United, but it, it couldn't have been any different on uh saturday <laughs> uh yeah when I, I think everyone was really surprised because obviously how you know this fixture ended up sort of in in uh, september last year yeah uh, and then Liverpool coming off that 7-0 win and the inconsistency of bournemouth um i don't think many would have put this down as as a as one bournemouth winning and two of them keeping a clean sheet because uh, that's something that they've rarely done this season. Um,
1: very, very surprised, especially after the absolute berating that you gave them on the podcast last time. Yes, out. I think they've listened to you and yes. they came out all guns blazing and it worked for them. I mean, it was, I mean, it,
0: when you look back at some of the, you know, some of the the, the live games that I've seen them play this season it was, it was like watching a completely different team, but it, it must make you think as a Bournemouth fan, how can you play that well mm. um, against Liverpool? I, I mean, you know, Liverpool, don't get me wrong, Liverpool dominated the, the chances and the possession, but you know, I guess it's all about taking your chances, but it must be baffling to Bournemouth fans that they can, you know, pick that, you know, pick that sort of performance out of thin air and when they've been so inconsistent for, for, you know, for, the season so far. I mean, when you look at the actual game itself, I mean, Liverpool had their chances and, and you can't get a better chance than having a penalty. And I think most would have put their mortgage on Mo Salah, putting that one away. But <laughs> he, he obviously didn't have his mortgage on that game. And uh, it's bizarre, really, wasn't it? That the, the penalty, the, he hit it so hard and it just, Went so wide, and it's very unlike him. Yeah, um, he's he's been a,
1: good form. been a decent yeah. form, well recently. You know, for for all that Liverpool have um, struggled this year, he seems to be the only one that's kept a little bit of consistency. I think. Um, so for it to happen to him, it, it, yeah, it was it was quite surprising. But going back to, I know we mentioned Bournemouth's poor form the other week, and. Um, you know, they have been slipping down the table over the weeks, but there have been quite a few games where they've been unlucky in the sense that they've really matched their opponent and well, quite easily come away with something. Yeah. I, I, I feel like more of the fans will think they're owed a slice of luck. I, I remember watching them against Leeds a month or so ago um, where they lost 3-2. I think they were 2-0 up and they lost 3-2 and, and they would have been quite disappointed with that, but... Um, there's been quite a number of games where they've been really, really close to getting a good result and thrown it away in the last minute or you know the, the other team's come back from a couple of goals behind or something like that. So they will feel like this is owed and this performance has been coming for a little while. Um, but for Liverpool's sake, after the win against Manchester United, and really you're looking now and thinking 5-2 down in the Champions League, so... Probably not likely that they're going to get through, especially playing Madrid away from home. Mm. All your eggs have now got to be in the Premier League basket to get top four, to get in the Champions League. It's the same as, same as a lot of other teams really this year. Same as Spurs really. Same as, well, it was the same, the same as Chelsea until you beat Dortmund in the week. Um, and yes, yeah, so, so it was a very, very strange performance based on the fact that they've been in some decent form over the last couple of weeks. I mean, I said, yeah you know, the 5-2 against Real Madrid aside, they've actually turned in some good performances and they've gone from, I think they were level on points with Chelsea and I think Villa at, at one point, um, sort of about a month or so ago, and now they've made a bit of a charge for the Champions League places. So I think they'll be really disappointed. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they come back from it because they've actually done quite well when they've lost a game They've done quite well to come back the next week. But it can only happen so often, I think. Um. But, yeah, on average, 9-1. <laughs> so yeah,
0: I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> is, um, this season. But, yeah, an, an aggregate score of 9-1 against them. Well, it was but the yeah.
0: fixture that got Scott Parker sacked, didn't it? You know, the yeah. on in the season. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't think many would have seen that. But when you look at the bottom of the table at the moment, obviously Bournemouth are in, you know, in, in that sort of area. But, I mean, <laughs> only three points. Okay, from definitely. from 18th to 12th so you've got Palace Wolves Forest Everton Leicester and West Ham and Bournemouth Leicester West Ham and Bournemouth all on 24th so Leicester are in real trouble i mean yeah. when you look at you know the form that they're in at the moment um but Southampton bottom on 22 you know, only five points between them and Crystal Palace in 12. So it's very, very close at the bottom. I mean, Villa are just above that, but you you are you're on 35 points. So I think you're, yeah. you're pretty much safe. But when you look at Bournemouth's fixtures coming up, they've got Villa um at the weekend, I believe, at the weekend. Yep. Yes, I think it is. International break. So when they get back from the international break, they've got Fulham, Brighton, Leicester. Um, so that's three games there where potentially they could get something because they are at home to Fulham and Brighton and away to Leicester. After that, they've got Tottenham away, which you know you never know, mm-hmm. and then they play West Ham, Southampton, and Leeds in a row. Three teams also you know fighting it that down at the bottom, and their They're last good. game of the season is is Everton away. They're so running last four. Got,
1: games- Season are against teams that are around.
0: Well, they've got Chelsea and Man United in between that. I didn't, I didn't list them because they've, uh, you know, they're not in that. But you know, they've still got to play eight games, seven or eight games against teams in and around them. Yeah. uh, Which is probably most likely for most of the teams down there. So it's (laughs) going to be a very, very interesting. uh, I still think, I I think there's something in Southampton that's changed recently. And I think they might. I think they can probably get out of it. I think Leeds, for me, are the ones I think at this moment in time look to me like they will probably go down. And then it's just a, it's just literally a pick and mix of the rest, really. I mean, is, yeah. I
1: mean, I'm look, I'm you know looking at the table now. they yeah. are not out of it yet. You know, they've had a couple of decent results. Obviously, they've, they've the they new- played the game more. They've played a game more exactly. than everyone
0: and uh, Everton as well. 27, everyone else
1: on 26. It, it takes a win from those teams on 26 games, <laughs> and all of a sudden Wolves are looking at being, you know, level on points with 18th again. So, it, genuinely, I don't know which way this is going to oh, go.
0: Goal difference, goal difference is going to be a, a, such a huge thing as well. You, uh, you know, there's that, that thing that they say, you know, the goal difference can give you that extra point, but it literally, at this point in time, looks like it is going to... You know, it could save some of these teams. I mean, West Ham are minus 10. Uh, Leicester minus 7. Everton minus 18.
1: I mean, Bournemouth have got by far the worst. So Bournemouth and Forest are both on minus 26. Yeah, Not much better on 21. But yeah, so you're looking at that, you're looking at Leicester and West Ham and thinking maybe their defensive record will keep them up. But even Wolves are on minus 17. Palace now on minus 12. You know, that's probably, I mean, they'd be disappointed, obviously, to, to get drawn into it now. They were so far clear of it at the start of the season, but they've, they've been on really poor form. I wouldn't put it out of question that Crystal Palace will get really suckered into this. I know they're 12th at the moment, but still only three points and poor form that they're on. I'm looking at West Ham thinking, you know, they, they play quite well against us at the weekend. Probably fair for a draw. They may be because yeah. They had probably had the better chances. Um, obviously, Bournemouth with a good win. Southampton, like you say, seem to have got a bit more grit. Got a bit of luck at the weekend with Casemiro being sent off. So there's teams that you could expect to put a few results together and, and sort of climb right out of it in the space of two or three games. I don't really know anything. They've all won six or seven games in the year. The only team that haven't is Leeds, and they've won five. It's really, really close. I mean, this, it is, yeah. It's
0: going to be interesting.
1: I'm glad we're out of it, though, because there was a, <laughs> there was a stage when it was looking like we were going to be right in the mix with these teams under Gerard. So for Emery to come in and, and to have pulled us away, I'd take 11th as long as we're, you know, at, what are we now? So we're uh, eight points clear of 12th. So I will take that all day long.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're only four points off seventh, so, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all to play for. I mean, the, the league seems to be sort of separated out at the moment between the top six, and then you've got seventh to eleventh, and then twelfth to twentieth. Yeah. All seem to be in their own little mini league. But, um, so it, let's move on to Newcastle. Um, so they picked up a win at the weekend. Maybe it was by two goals to one. I mean, I I thought the goalkeeper should have been sent off in that one, but um, that's for another day. Um, So I think we're just going to talk about, obviously, where they are now. Um, So, obviously, currently fifth, four points off fourth, but with two games in hand, um, and still going really strong. And, you know, sort of, you know, midway through the season, they were, you know, they were really, you know, on good form. They've lost a couple of games since, but that doesn't seem to have affected sort of their position in the league table. And you know, still only conceding eighteen goals, you know, which is by yeah. far the best in the league. So, still doing everything right, anyhow. And he and the um, and it, it is I, I think they could get it. You know, I think they could get fourth. I mean, it, it really is going to depend on sort of Liverpool. I think. I think. I think, although they did lose at the weekend, I think Liverpool could probably be their main rivals to get that fourth spot because I think Tottenham are so inconsistent. Mm. uh, It just there's something at Tottenham that just doesn't seem right at the moment. Um, Obviously, they went out of the FA Cup, to Sheffield United, and then out of the Champions League as well. But obviously, they they won at the weekend. But again, it's it's going to be really close for that that. Maybe possibly third and fourth spot, um, depending on what Man United are doing, because again, they don't, again, so hit and miss, but. Yeah. I think. It's the way that they play Newcastle, isn't it? It's just very, very hard to break down. Yeah. um, And within a second, they're on the counter attack.
1: Yeah, he's got them working really, really hard, which I don't think they had for the previous manager. Um, They seem to be a a bit of a lazy team in the sense, you know, they were quite slow in possession, but now it's very physical. You know, they're strong, yeah. but get, they, they're fair and they win the ball back and, and that's when they're at their most dangerous. And you forget, it's they've lost the same amount of games as Arsenal this season. They've only lost three times. Which means they're so hard to beat. So defensively, he's got yeah. them playing really, really solidly. Big part of that is obviously Trippier. It was the first sign in that they made. Um, he sort of stuck with him at right back. We know what he can offer going forward at set pieces as well. So that's worked an absolute treat. Um, Pope, obviously, in goal. Yes, probably should have been sent off, I think, at the weekend. Um, but his performances throughout the season, you've got to say, probably, I, I think he's he would be my England number one at the moment, based on form. Um, and then going forward, you know, Almiron's been a massive plus point. I don't think anyone expected him to have scored as many as he has. So that's been a huge bonus for them, especially considering Isaac has been out injured for months now, a majority of the season at least. Yeah. Um so you were looking when he got injured, where are the goals going to come from? But they've had someone to step up in his place. Took his goal well at the weekend as well, Almiron. It's a nice goal. And um, they just seem to consistently keep on going, whereas Teams like Spurs, even United at times. I watched Spurs in midweek last week, and they were awful. Considering they're chasing the game to get through, you know, one goal um, would have seen them level the tie, and it was just as if they were one nil up and and just trying to hold out. It just, yeah, it, it wasn't a good performance. And going back to being lazy, that is exactly how they looked. They didn't look particularly quick. They didn't look sharp on the ball. They didn't look very physical. You know, they weren't breaking their neck to get in the box to try and get on the end of something. They weren't tracking back. It was just, yeah, boring, boring football. So, yeah, it's um, it's been a great season for Newcastle, to be fair. I'm I'm sure they're only going to keep going up as they buy more world-class players. Bruno had a great game as well um, at the weekend, and he's been a brilliant signing for them. It's, it's just going to be a case now of if they can keep them, if there's going to be players patient enough to wait for I think it'll probably be three or four years before they're challenging properly for a title but you know if they can keep going at this trajectory at the moment then who's to say it's not next year or the year after because um, he's certainly done a wonderful job and if they can take that jump again next year they'll be there or thereabouts I
0: think it's you know the contrast from what you, what you got from Bruce to you know to Eddie Howe it's just, it's just it's just miles apart, and you can definitely see it w- within the play that, like you said, that they're playing, and you know that you know they've had money to spend, but it's not like that they've gone out and spent 60, 70 million on one player, or is it that you know they've spread the the sort of money that they've spent quite evenly over you know four, or five different players. I mean, Bruno's, you know, he's got to be up there with. Possibly signing of the season. I don't know about you, but it, you know the transformation he's made into that midfield is just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and almost like Joe Linton's a new signing because he's completely changed his position, and is now a sort of box-to-box midfielder. Whereas he, even when they moved him back into midfield originally, it was kind of like as an attacking midfielder. Now he's just doing everything. You know, he's everywhere. You can't really find yeah. position, but the energy that he brings into that midfield it makes me wonder why more teams don't do it you know move a strike the midfield United did it with Alan Smith and it worked quite well for a bit but yeah he's just um, it's given him I think a a new sense of belief really you were looking at the players under Bruce they didn't look like they believed they were going to go out and and win games and now I think you could could probably choose that they're going to do well so yeah fair play to Hal for kind of instilling that attitude
0: for him as well, Eddie Howe, this is, you know, it it wasn't so much a huge step forward for him from obviously where he came. Because obviously at the time, you know, we didn't really know what was going on with Newcastle. Uh, we knew they had money, but they hadn't really spent a huge amount. Um, they've obviously got a lot of faith in Eddie Howe. But, yeah. but for him as a manager, you know, this is doing you know wonders for his reputation. Yeah. Oh, because if they keep going the way that they go going, he, you know, he's going to be classed as one of the top managers in the Premier League within the next five years. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he got, you know, a chance at one of the top top jobs. Um, I still think one day he'll be England manager.
1: Yeah, I think. I think,
0: so. I think if yeah. obviously South, you know, I I don't really know what's going on with Southgate, but I think he hasn't he isn't he contracted up until after the Euros Southgate I think yeah I think he is uh, I, I, I personally think whatever happens then I think he'll he'll step down um, Southgate um, and you know they'll be looking for someone and I, I, w- I would assume that Eddie Howe's name is probably at the top of that list I would have thought if they were compiling a list now Mm. And they were looking for an English manager, you know, I think he would be their first choice. whether they could tempt him away, you know.
1: Yeah, but, and I, think but, I don't know uh, how it works with compensation either, to be honest. I yeah. don't know what, I mean, whether they can afford him. The FA probably can't afford a manager like the club can. But I don't know. I, personally, I think if I'm Eddie Howe, we mentioned it last week, Chris, no English manager has won the Premier League maybe he could be the first to do it. I think he'd rather go for that um, before he he takes over an an international job. But, I don't know, I mean, you could argue that winning the World Cup is more important than winning the Premier League, but the chances of doing both, I think he's got a better chance of winning the Premier League, staying at the World Cup with England. But, but, um, I mean, money talks, doesn't it? So if the FA can tempt him away, he will be... um, interesting.
0: Do you see Gareth Southgate when the England thing finishes for him? Do you think he goes into club management? Do you think he would get a job he tried it before, didn't he? And it didn't work out. I, you was, know,
1: wasn't very successful with Middlesbrough. I think he's had much more success in. I mean, look, the success that he did have with Middlesbrough was in cup competitions. Yeah. So I, I don't think he probably will go back to to club management. Do
0: you do you think he if he leaves the England job or if he gets sacked or leave, I I think he go he'll go either way. I think he'll think he's gone as far as he can. Do you see him then moving on to another national team, or do you think that because I just can't personally see him going transitioning because it's not like he was a regular club manager before. No, you know he got the England job. I mean, when he got the England job, I think there was you know a lot of people were surprised because you know a, a lot of the younger generation had probably never even heard of him. Yeah, so I think. It, it just seems a weird transition to go from. I know I know he was a club manager once, but the 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 gap between him doing that and then him taking the England job, I just I don't know. I just I just I can't see him going into club. I think he, I think there'll be teams out there that will try and get him. But it's whether he thinks that's right for him, because yeah. in, in a way you're almost with. With international management, you're almost... It's like... This is going to sound really bad, but it's its more like of a part-time sort of job, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you are scouting every week in, week out, so it's not like you, that you're not involved in football, but for the majority of the weeks in the year, you are watching football, aren't you? Yeah. To get to, you know... It's not like that you've got the players there to train them every day. You get them, you know, when they're, they're on international duty and two weeks time aren't they yeah. and that's for a week he gets them for a week and in, within that week he's got to play two games and he probably trains with them what three or four times Yeah. so it's what I guess it's whether it works for him doing it day in day out but I, I just I just I don't know I don't know where he would fit in with a club I think he's done enough for, you know as an England manager to probably get him another job around Europe somewhere yeah with yeah. maybe with a European
1: um, nation. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I, people, I think, are going to look at, depending on what he achieves, I mean, if he goes on to win the Euros, maybe yeah. he'll stay on, or there might be big offers coming in if he decides to leave. But let's just say, you know, for the sake of argument, we get to the semi-final of the Euros and, and come home. I'm. I think I would be looking, if I was a nation that maybe it's historically done quite well, but I'm in a bit of a down patch at the moment. I'm thinking someone like Belgium, perhaps. Um, or maybe I'm a nation that's sort of been up and coming, but hasn't quite, you know, well, yeah, 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 levels. I don't know, maybe like an Austria or Switzerland or someone like that, you know. Someone that wants to get a coach that will take them to that next level and has proven that they've done it because essentially they're starting where England were when he took over.
0: Yeah.
1: To be honest, we, we weren't a good side, but I think they knew that we had a decent generation coming through. At the time, probably would have been about 14 or 15 years old. So they knew that someone who had worked with those younger players, he'd been in England and 21 manager. Yeah. He knew them. So he could kind of shepherd them all through, and I think there's going to be a nation out there that sees that model and thinks, "I want to do that with our nation's talent." He'll be the person to do it. So I could it, see. It, sorry, I could
0: see maybe United States, you know, USA.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they're putting a lot of emphasis into their yeah academies and things now. That would make sense. That I I could see that move. I was just
0: well. thinking about it, thinking you know, one job that I think he could do is is the American job and I think I think he'd do a good job there as well. Yeah. I because he he loves the younger player. He he loves putting an underdog into that team and trying to get it to work. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that sometimes his choices are being criticised, but I always think with him it's sort of he knows what he's doing and he you know and to be fair, what he's Got out of this generation of England players, I think is probably the best that he could probably have done. To be fair, yeah, because um, it's not like the England team of sort of, you know, the the naughties team really. When you think from like 2006 to 2012, where they, where we probably had a world class sort of defence, midfield, and striker at yeah. the time, and we. You know, we just fell miserable. I I think to myself, maybe if he had that team back then, you know, who knows what he could have done with that team. But to be fair, I think a lot of managers out there could have won us something Mm. with that generation of players. I just think it was the wrong people in charge at at the time. So I don't know how we've got on to to talking about England.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe Gareth Southgate will take over at Newcastle. Let's link it back. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll move on to Arsenal next. It's a painful one to talk about. <laughs> it's it's kind of like they just don't seem I thought this weekend, I thought this might have been a potential banana skin for them. And I thought Fulham might um actually get something out of this game. Uh, and then sort of after about 45 minutes, I realised that, that they definitely were not going to get anything out of this game. Um, as, as Odegaard scored the third goal, I was kind of like, ah, uh, this is, this has not gone how I imagined it in my head. Um, but I, I mean, I, I definitely don't think either of us called this one at the start of the season. No. Um, that Arsenal would be five points clear with 11 games I know it's still 11 games but at at this moment in time it's just they're not slipping up I mean what's it five straight wins in the league now I mean and it's not like that they're not scoring I mean they've scored three three four and one against Leicester and then four against Villa they're scoring lots of goals not conceding that many at all Uh, They've conceded four goals in those five games, and just there's something about them, isn't there, at the moment that they've got a huge confidence Mm -hmm. when they're playing, and you know when you know they were heavily criticised last season, the season before, and it's almost like the the board had a lot of faith in Arteta because there was probably at least two or three times since he took over, I think, where he legitimately could have been sacked. Yep. And they they held on, they held out. He obviously had a plan and it really does look like this season that he's had free reign on transfers and, you know, you know, and the club as a whole, and it's just working. I mean, the pl- the two players that they signed in January have just slipped in like, mm-hmm. you know, like they've been playing for Arsenal for five years. I mean, Trossard scored, f- well, he assisted three, didn't he, at the weekend? Yep. And Jorginho just looks like he's been an Arsenal. He never even looked like Jorginho was at Chelsea. It looks mm-hmm. like he's been at Arsenal for the last six years, the way that he's playing. And everything is just working right for them at the moment.
1: And the scariest part is, looking at their team, all of their important players, all of the ones that have stood out this year are under 25 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Ramsdale's 24, Odegaard 24, Saka is still, what, 21, um, Martinelli's the same, I think Saliba's still only 21, even Gabriel Jesus, he's been out injured for a while, but he's still only 25. Dinchenko is only twenty six. The only player I think that really has stood out for them at times that is actually over twenty five is Granite Zaka. Yeah. And they you know, they've got such a love hate relationship with him. One minute they need to get rid of him and they're trying to cancel his contract, the next minute he's their favourite player. So it's just it's scary. <laughs> if it's if this they are now, it is scary how good <laughs> they have the potential to be. You know, um, and, and Ben White—I didn't even mention Ben White. He's only 25 as well. Saliba,
0: 21 years old.
1: Yeah, it's he's like,
0: like he's playing like a veteran centre yeah. back. It's just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, so it's—it's just—it's scary how good they've got um, in potential. Um, and they've even got you know players out on loan like Balogun is meant to be. You know, he was banging in goals. He's for, scoring for fun oh. in
0: Ethan Reams at the moment.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's got a chance of coming back. I mean, they bought Marquinhos. He's out on loan at the minute at Norwich, but they had high hopes for him. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's played that much at Norwich, but, um, Nuno Tavares has been another one. We saw glimpses of what he could do when he played for, for Arsenal at the beginning of the season or might have been last season. Um, and he's been on loan at Marseille. He's not very old either. So yeah, the future is looking very, very bright for them at the moment. And, um, they played obviously the first half they just they blew Fulham away to be honest. Second half Fulham did have a couple of chances to get back in, but it, it was game over.
0: It was, they just half.
1: controlled the game, didn't they? Yeah. Second half. Yeah. It was just... Again, it's similar to similar to what we were saying about Eddie Howe. He's got, he's turned players that were poor on form even under his managerial reign. Um, you know, Zaka the last couple of years hasn't been great, and he's now looking like one of the best centre midfielders in the league. So. Yeah, he's just given them belief again. They look very, very dangerous going forward. They've got young, exciting talent, lots and lots of pace. Um, got wingers that like cutting inside or even Trossard can kind of go either side, really. Three great assists at the weekend. But they're uh, getting into a routine. They sort of sit a little bit, win the ball in their third, and then they attack down the wings. And it's almost like watching Arsenal under our centre. <laughs> How many times did we see, you know, Vieira win the ball in their own half, play it out to Pires, Lundberg, whoever, Henri in the middle, goal? And it's happening time and time again. Um, Martinelli is going to be a world class player, I'm convinced of it, if he's not already. Um, a great, player. Obviously, he's had quite a while now, and he's sort of not, you know, they've loaned him out a couple of times. It was a bit debatable whether it was going to make it, but this season, He's just gone to the next level. And having Erdegaard in the team, again, he was another one. He looked so great at such a young age. I remember Madrid signing him at 15, thinking he was going to be world-class, you know, the next Zidane. And then it all went a bit quiet, didn't it? But he's got belief back and he is now fulfilling the potential that I think everybody thought he had. So, yeah, they've taken younger players and they're they're turning them out into what looked like world-class players. So... Fair play to them and fair play to Arteta for managing to turn it around. But again, and I've said it every week, the Arsenal board stuck with him and that's
0: well, what it is, yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, like the, there was a few times I think that he could have been sacked, but like I said, he he's he's obviously clearly got a vision in his head of what he could do at the club and I mean, like you said, it's just all coming together. I mean the players um Performing on the pitch, um, to, you know, to a very high standard. I mean, they're definitely going to be in the Champions League next season, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and it's now whether they can hold on and, 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 win the title. Um, they've
1: got a shot at winning Europa as well. I mean, I watched them. Yeah, in. oh
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they
1: play, yeah. they, they play well against Sporting Lisbon. Too, oh, uh, yeah. It was a great game. It was a good uh, game. It fairly really end to end. They yeah. played into each other's strengths, and it just meant there was constant attacking on both sides. but yeah. they've got a real chance of getting through that. That's a good draw away from home, so they'll fancy their chances of that one.
0: They've they've also still got to play Liverpool away and Man City away, which are going to be the two key games for them. I mean, they play Chelsea and Newcastle as well, Newcastle away as well. Um. And then they fin- their last two games of the season were away to Forest and home to Wolves. So, you know, there are some potential, you know, games that they could slip up. Um, but I don't know, there's there's just something about them at the moment. I think even if they tried to get a draw out of a game, I think they could easily do it if they needed to. So, yeah.
1: I I even think the way that Man City... Well, not just Man City, other teams as well. Even if Man City beat Arsenal, I can still see City slipping up on another game. So I I can't see it being a case of, you know, if Arsenal lose one. Like Man City did in previous years when Liverpool were on their tail, just kept winning, didn't they? It was like in games, 20 games or something. I I can't see them doing that this
0: year. Their next game, Man City is home to Liverpool in yeah, the Premier League their next game, so that's not until the 1st of April, so they don't play another league game now for two, three weeks, because of the FA Cup and then the International. Um, I mean, Man City, they've got very similar run-ins, to be fair, because they've both still got to play Chelsea and they've both still got to play Liverpool. Um, I'd say Man City have probably got the easier running I would say because they don't have to play Newcastle mm. um, and they've still got to play Leeds, Everton and Leicester and Southampton um, and there's a few games there and also against Brighton and Brentford and Fulham all away they could potentially mm. drop points as well so yeah, it's going to be interesting but it's going to be interesting at the top and the bottom this season, which is a good, noise change.
1: I also um, I like the fact that you've kind of glossed over that uh, Chelsea are playing Man City and Liverpool, and uh, sorry, Man City and Arsenal in the coming week. Tough running for Chelsea, so I'm, uh, I'm in that tenth spot, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident. Our, ne-
0: our next three games are all at home, so we've got Everton at home, Villa at home, and Liverpool at home. Um. You from the sideline
1: derby is not far away.
0: <laughs> Our last two games in the league, though, are City and Newcastle. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll love to see what happens there. But yep yeah, that's it for part one. We'll be back in part two with some wonders of white, a quiz, and a who am I. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's podcast. And we're going to go into some wonders of why. So Liam, we yes. literally spoken about them, but Arsenal and PSG are the only teams in Europe's top ten leagues. I don't know what they class as top ten. Uh, with three players on ten plus league goals this season. Uh, so M- Martinelli is on twelve, Saka ten, Odegaard ten bit different for PSG. Mbappé 19, Neymar 13 and Messi 13. Um, so yeah, Martinelli, Saka, Ogaard are the new Mbappé, Neymar and Messi. Is <laughs> oh. what, what I'm referring to. <laughs> uh, Casemiro is the first player to receive two red cards in a single Premier League season for Manchester United. Since which defender in 2013 2004
1: season? Can you have a guess? Ooh. To be fair, i was going to go straight in for, for Roy Keane, but um, without knowing the dates, obviously. But 2013 2014, yeah, gotta be said prime, prime time for Phil Jones. I'm going for not 15.
0: quite. It's Nemanja Vizic.
1: Oh, <laughs> I thought
0: he'd gone by then. Uh, Liverpool have lost two consecutive Premier League matches against opponents starting. The day at bottom of the table for the first time since 2010, uh, when they lost to Wolves and West Ham.
1: Tough time, Rough time for Liverpool. Times,
0: tough times. And there's one that you're like, look, Ollie Watkins has scored four in each of his last four Premier League games, the longest run by an Aston Villa player
1: since Christian Benteke. Nope. Ah, oh, surely it is. Uh, it's in
0: 1998.
1: Oh, so that'll be either Dwight York or Dion Dublin then? It's Dwight York.
0: Yeah. Uh, weirdly, uh, it says here that he scored four goals in four games between March and May in 1998. Oh, he did it twice. He did it twice, sorry. Oh! Um, he did it twice in 1998. He did it in March and in May. Wow. He was
1: good back. He was good.
0: Back. I don't think you can get him back now.
1: Uh, he keeps on, he keeps on applying for every single managerial role going. Does Dwight like York? I don't know if you've seen. Um, well, he lost his job, didn't he? He was, he is. was
0: managing in the uh, A League. He lost his job.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's been very vocal about not uh, getting another chance. I think so. He yeah. was
0: only there for like seven games, wasn't he? I think so, so, he was because he was, ma- he was managing one of the new teams down there. So oh.
1: yeah. I just know that every time A role comes up He applies for it And then moans that he doesn't get it So
0: There's a reason for that (laughs) Right This week's quiz Now let me explain Let me explain You don't You probably don't need paper But I'm going to need paper for this Okay So I've got ten questions for you And they have multiple answers per question. So okay. there's more, than, so basically there's more than one answer for each. Some have nine, some have twelve, some have six. I think one has eleven. So you need to get, I hope this makes sense. So basically throughout the whole ten questions, you need to get at least forty, four zero of these answers. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So, example. First question has nine answers to it. Yeah. You can name me as many as you can. I'd say in about thirty seconds, or until, yeah. or if you know all nine within thirty seconds, that's great. But you can stop at four. You can stop at five. But just know that the questions do get a little bit harder. Okay. So you might know less towards the end than you do at the start.
1: Okay, interesting. All right, let's so,
0: do that. And you need to get forty in total. Okay. So obviously, the more you get at the start, it'd probably be easier. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you've got about thirty seconds for each. Okay. Uh, this is why I need paper because I'm gonna have to write down every. So uh, I will tell. Te- if you say the name, I will tell you if it's right or wrong. Uh, I'm not going to obviously wait until the end of the 30 seconds. Uh, so you need 40 in total. Okay. Which averages out 4 per question. Cool. But like I said, some questions are harder than others and some questions only have 6 answers. So, we'll start. Uh, so, who are the 9 Argentina players that have either scored or assisted this season in the Premier League?
1: Go. God, that's... I can't even think of an Argentinian now. Um, oh, my God, this is awful, isn't it? I'm drawing a blank at any of them now. It's
0: the pressure.
1: It is the pressure. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Argentinians. All I can think of is Brazilians at the minute, because, like, Anthony's Brazilian. and um, Right, Emmy Buendia. Yes. Um, Lanzini. No. Oh God! He's missed a move from West Ham. This is not a good start, is In it? Ten seconds left. Um, can't even think of the Argentinian national team. I'm going to have to stick on one there. That is awful. Right. So uh, you
0: said, who did you give me? Bondea. Bondea. Bondea is right. So we've got Marcus Sensi from Bournemouth. Uh, Alexis McAllister from Brighton. Yeah. Uh, for Kindu Boyaneta from Brighton, yeah. uh, Enzo Fernandez Chelsea, Julian Alvarez Man City, Garnacho, Man United, uh, yeah. Lisandro Martinez Man United, and Carlos Alcaraz Southampton.
1: Yeah, okay. so there's a lot that I probably wouldn't have actually got there. I'm a bit disappointed at McAllister, but the rest. This, this particularly-
0: one, this next. So, question two has eleven answers. And it's which 11 goalkeepers have worn the number one shirt for Aston Villa in the Premier League?
1: (laughs) Go. Uh, David James. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with Mark Bosnich. Yes. Thomas Sorensen. Yeah. Brad Friedel. Yes. Shay Given. Yeah. Brad Guzan. Yeah. Um... Emmy Martinez, but
0: he's number
1: twenty-six. So yeah, I Yeah, um, that's
0: not bad going. Who am I missing? Michael Peter Michael. Yeah. Um, Spink. Yeah. Five seconds.
1: Michael Oakes. Nope. Oh, that'll do.
0: That's not bad. You got nine. I think you got nine. Oh.
1: So I'm back on
0: track with that. Uh, so the two that you didn't get was Peter Enkelman. I mean, oh, yeah. famous for the, uh, let me just track the book. Bu- oh, no, go on. <laughs> and, uh, Tom Heaton was the other one.
1: That, of
0: course, yeah. So you, you've got, well, you got nine then. So you're on ten in total after two.
1: That's all right. I'm
0: back in business. Next one. So we're going to get a little bit harder. Who are Arsenal's nine all time highest goal scorers? In the, what, in the Premier League? In the Premier League. Uh, no, not in the Premier League of all time.
1: Oh, of, of all time? So, yeah. Um, okay. Henri? Yep. It's got to be up there. Ian Wright has got to be up yep. there. Um, Burkamp. Nope. Van Percy? Yeah. Um. This is tricky. Now I'm trying to think back to Arsenal players of old. Um. Aubameyang. Nope. Totally different. Than Five seconds. Guru. Nope. Go on and pass. And that's times out. I, I'd be
0: honest with you, I would not have got the other ones. The ones that you missed were Cliff Baston, John Radford, Jimmy Bryan, Ted Drake, Doug Lishman and Joe Holm. Yeah. You've got the three, the, the three yeah. that you said were the three that I would have expected you to get. Um, and they've all scored between 228 and 125 goals. So you are on 13 after three, so you are one ahead of the average needed. This is 10. Very tense. fun. <laughs> this is very okay, the next one is, so this is a six one. This is probably going to be hard. This is probably one of the hard ones. So who are the six oldest players to play in the Premier League for Chelsea? Go.
1: Bloody hell. Um thiago Silva? Yep. Um are they outfield players or goalkeepers? Uh, two are goalkeepers. Hilario? No. Nope. Really? Um Check? Nope. Um Dennis Wise? No. Nope. Is it? Gary Cahill? No. John Terry? No. Not oh, John Terry. No. Christ. Um,
0: I'll give you a clue. the it's thirty seven and above. God. One of them was forty one. Ed DeGuey. Nope. Oh, what a name there. What a name. Um
1: oh, I'm struggling to think of any of the goalkeepers now. Kevin Hitchcock, he was old, wasn't no. he? No. No. I'm lost.
0: Ten seconds.
1: Still got ten seconds. Okay. Um, Graham so? No. He was quite old. Bialy. Um, <laughs> oh.
0: oh God. Five seconds. Longest ten seconds ever. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm gonna give up on that one.
0: Okay, so we uh, so going in age order. Forty-one was Mark Schwartz there. Oh. 38 was Willy Caviero I mean Willy Caballero Was almost 39 times uh, Tell yourselves When you got Graham Ricks Glenn uh, Hoddle And Drogba, uh,
1: Drogba.
0: Uh, Drogba well, It was when Drogba came back Obviously
1: Yeah
0: Okay <clears throat> The next one Who were the Six players At the 2022 FIFA World Cup Finals That are play For Fulham This season Go. Ooh.
1: Um. And Andres Pereira the Brazil side. Uh. Nope. Uh. Willian. Nope. Mitrovic. Yep. Uh. Leno. Nope. Oh God. Alenia? Yep. Oh God. Who else have they got? Tim Ream must have been for United. Tim Ream, but. yeah. Yeah. What's it? Anthony Robinson,
0: is he Welsh? He is one. He's US, set. Yeah. Two
1: more. Um, oh, God, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on the rest of the Fulham players now. You've
0: got 10 seconds and they're both Welsh.
1: Oh, they're both Welsh. That's, um Okay.
0: No, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. It was Dan James and Harry Wilson. Yeah, of course it was. Okay, I've actually uh, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, two, three, four. So question six.
1: How many did I get on that last one?
0: Uh, four.
1: Okay, so
0: I'm behind by behind by two. Okay. This is another six one. This is probably easier with the fact that you can probably just shout random things out at me. Uh, so, which six clubs were beaten by Manchester United in League Cup finals? Um, Newcastle? Yep. Yeah. Leeds? No. Liverpool?
1: No. Man City? No. Arsenal? No. Um, I don't
0: think they've
1: beaten Villa. Villa? Have they beaten? Yeah, Villa,
0: Villa is one, Yeah.
1: Uh, Chelsea? No. Um, Fulham? No. Uh, Nottingham Forest?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's
1: a good one. Uh, so Sheffield, Wednesday. No. Sheffield no. United? No. Um, West Ham? No. Southampton? Yep. Yeah. West Brom? No. Watford, Wolves? No, no. Everton. 10 seconds. Oh, Everton? Oh, I said Everton? No. Um, Oh, Leicester.
0: No. No. Oh,
1: um. Flatburn. Nope. Yep. Five seconds. Spurs. Five yep.
0: Spurs six. is one. Got one left.
1: Oh, Wolves. No. Close. Uh, I
0: don't know. Oh, no, over. It was Wigan. Wigan was the last one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: that's not too bad. So that was five out of six, wasn't it? Yep. Cool, oh, I'm back in it then. So I'm only one behind now.
0: Yep, so we're back to uh, Premier League goals. So can you name me the six Nigerians that have scored Premier League goals or assisted this season? Oh, Go. This
1: season? Oh, yeah. I was thinking back to Yakubu. Um, <laughs> Nigerians this season? Yeah. Oh, no, I can't. I have no idea. No idea who's in the Nigeria squad. And now my mind is completely blank with any Nigerian footballer that's playing in the Premier League. Um This is gonna be a long 30 seconds to be honest. I have <laughs> um, Alex Iwobi. One,
0: yeah. yeah
1: well done. That's a start. Um oh, I don't know. I can't think of any other Nigerians I'm going to have to leave it there.
0: Okay, so we had Ineacho, oh, Uh a no. one a, a one year. Got to frame that name Forrest, Emmanuel Dennis Forrest, Aribo Southampton and Onyeka from Brantford.
1: Okay, so I either didn't know that they were Nigerian or didn't know them. Didn't. So, fair enough.
0: Okay. This one's got 12 answers.
1: Right, big round.
0: Big round needed. <sighs> uh, which twelve Israeli players have scored Premier League goals in Premier League history? Oh god. Israel. Um Rani Yep.
1: Yeah, one. Uh ayoun Yep. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? I wanna say Benabia, but he was Algerian, wasn't he? And it's the other one that I'm thinking of. Ah, oh, Lipanek. What's his name? Uh, Ben Hayim. Anyway, That's, yep. I'm going to move on from him. Uh, yeah, how Ben Hayim? Um, there's got to have been a Cohen. Yep, Cohen that played. I'm sure there was. Yeah, there Yeah, yep. What a, Uh, the guy that scored that amazing goal for Fulham was the Israeli? Katimi, Katimi. Uh, no, he's not. He's not he's- He's not on the list Oh Um Of the Israeli players Spencer Hart played for you for a bit Did he score? He never scored <laughs> I was going to say <laughs>
0: I'll give you a clue. One of them's playing for Fulham At this moment in time
1: Oh Solomon
0: Solomon oh. yeah Yeah
1: Um Yeah oh, Yeah Forgotten about him Um It's, it's really annoying me That was like an attacking midfielder Who was I think he played for West Ham. Well, he might have his names escaped me though. I think he also played for Man City as well. Yeah, he did play for Man City. Yeah, he got seventeen Man. goals in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, he did. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Yo, yo. Ilovic, yeah, O-Bercovich. Um I'll, I'll, I'll stop you there. Yeah, off. Uh so, well, to be fair, you've got Ben and that's Rosenthal and Cohen, and pretty much they've, they've scored I'm the dead majority dead. of the goals, because everyone below that has scored two or less. How oh, Ben um, oh. Tomar Hemed. Oh, yeah. Ips- Ipswich, I think. Um, Berem Kiel. No. Walid Badir. Avi Nimi. No. Ittai Shester. Oops. I think I've killed those names to be fair. Right, you've got two questions left. And you need ten.
1: How many did I get on that
0: one? Was that six? Oh, I think you got one, two, three, four, five. You got six on that one. Okay, so. It's really knowledge is very good. Fatter than I thought, yeah. And I'll give you a little hint. The next two are clubs, not players. Okay. So this one is nine, and it's the clubs that have lost the most FA Cup fi- FA Cup
1: semi-finals. Go. Oh, God. Um, Newcastle, Villa. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> of course Villa are in there. Chelsea. Yeah. Um, United. Yeah. Man, Man City. No. No, because they're new money. Arsenal. Uh, no. Nope. I'm just trying to think of teams that have been to the semi-finals all the time. Who's been there? Spurs, yeah. Nottingham Forest, no. Sunderland, no. Southampton, no. Portsmouth, no. Um, who am I missing? Ten seconds. Leeds, no. Leeds, Leicester, Birmingham, no, no, no. Coventry, no. I'm just trying to go back all the teams that are near me when I'm back home. Um, West Brom.
0: Yes. Wolves. Five seconds. No.
1: Uh,
0: Stoke. No. Um, uh, Derby. No. And Heim's up. Okay. You've
1: got five. Didn't do badly
0: there. Uh, so you missed Everton. Blackburn.
1: Ah, I missed Everton and Liverpool, didn't I? Uh, yeah.
0: Liverpool and Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, if you wanted to know, Aston Villa is ten.
1: Oh oh so at least we're not number
0: one, that's alright. No, oh Everton of thirteen. So yeah. Okay. Last one. Now this has only got six answers but you need five okay. to pass your test. It's quite easy this, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> So it's which six clubs have conceded the most Premier League goals in 2022? Oh,
1: so. Okay. Bournemouth? No. Nope. No? Oh, 2022? Yep, just. Uh, yep. Oh, so it was the year before. Crap. Um, Watford? No. Nope. Uh, who got relegated? I can't even remember who got relegated now. Uh, bugger, it. I'll go with Villa again. Why not? No. Nope. Um, Everton? Yes. Uh, Southampton, no. Oh yes, sorry, yeah. Um, not West Ham. Bournemouth, no. We said Bournemouth. Uh, Leeds, Leeds, yeah. Uh, who else are down there? Palace, no. Um oh, Leicester, yes. Um, ten seconds. West Ham, no, no. West Brom, no. They didn't go down either. Oh, I can't think who came bottom now. Norwich. No. Oh, really? I'm going to have to do it, I think. I, don't, I think I'm on one short. You're one short. You've got five seconds. Both currently yeah. in the Premier League. Oh, they're both currently in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. Um, OK. Uh, uh, Fulham, Brentford. Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> I'd say you got that within about a second left.
1: In- injury time equaliser. <laughs> put some Fergie time on that one. Thanks, for- <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: Uh, The one that you missed were Wolves uh, Ah. on that one. So Leeds 72, Southampton 70, Brentford 58, Everton 57, Leicester 56, and Wolves
1: 55.
0: That was stressful. There we go. I probably made that really stressful for you, have not I? I,
1: It's
0: stressful, but I enjoyed it. Was it it actually
1: fun? Yeah, it was. You know, you know when you hear the word Israeli come out of someone's mouth... Yeah, I, I mean, drops. yeah. But, you know, to get to get a decent answer on that question is quite some achievement from me. I'm very proud of that. It was
0: one of the ones you, you got most. <laughs> ah, so maybe your Israeli knowledge is better than what you thought. But yeah, that was just a bit of fun. So And well, a bit of stress yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need to go lie down for a bit.
1: Now. I, I need a drink to recover. That's that's yeah. But um, before
0: that, you need to provide me with a who am I? Yes, um, I do. But Please give me more time than thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> got
1: a nice a nice relaxing who am I this week? Um, so I'm going I'll do the usual order from where they started to where they finished. Oh, yeah. Retired.
0: Oh, they're retired. Was that sorry? Did you say
1: they're retired? They are retired. Yes. Okay. So, um first club is Platense. Oh my god. Um, I don't even know where that is. No. But that, that, that could be I could ruin it already. Exactly why I went for this player. Um because I'm gonna uh, guess he's foreign. I mean he might be. Um, that's as most as I've got, I think, yeah. that. I so, Started his career at Platense, uh, moved to Monaco. Then to Juventus, then to Hercules, Banias, yeah Hercules, um, then Banias, and then River Plate, Newell's Old Boys, and then he ended his career at FC Pune City. Oh my word. So get your initial thoughts together and if you feel like you need a clue I can give you some clues by I'll let you pick a, a team date or well, something like that.
0: Him, fin- He seems to have gone on a sort of a, an Argentina sort of because I know River Plate and New Old Boys are Argentina so that makes me think that Plotense might be an Argentinian club. Point. Which makes me think that he could be Argentina. Argentina he, be <laughs> he Argentina. could be Argentina. I mean, he could be Argentinian. uh goodness me. Um, I uh, I, I guess New thinking... City sounds like a, an odd because I think they're like Indians, so that would make me think that he's he ended his career in India. He did. Okay. Uh, oh my god! And did you say a club called Banias?
1: Yes. Okay. Banias. I can, I can tell you a bit of bit about them without giving the game away. They're an Emirati sports club.
0: Right. So he's he's gone for money. It, right. It, so it, hang on. He's gone. He's got money. Yeah. Towards the end of his career, <clears throat> assuming this is sort of. Four or five years at least. He's only got two or three years left in him by this chance. Yeah. Juventus, and Monaco. Yeah, I'm going to need a clue. I don't know why I'm, I'm not asking okay. for one already.
1: I'm going to I'm going to give you a um I'm going to give you two technically because okay. your first clue is that he's not Argentinian. Brilliant, um, that's right, okay <laughs> um, and The second one, to, to be kind to you I'm going to say do you, what I'll, I'll give you a choice Do you want the club that he's most well known for Or do you want his nationality? Oh. I'll give you the stats of the club he's most well known for If, if you want that Or I'll give you his nationality and his international stats
0: This is a tough one because you, you said Monaco and Juventus and I, I would have thought that it would have been one of those two that he's probably played the most for. Hercules is a bit of a, a random one as well. He, uh, he has a, I'm going to go with Nation just because I, I would assume that he's probably played the most for Monaco or Juventus.
1: Okay. So so what do you think his nationality is? You think it's, it's Italian or French? Is that what you're saying? I, I, I thought Argentinian
0: until about two I'm minutes sure. ago When you told me he wasn't well, I have no clue I literally have no clue
1: He <laughs> is he is in fact French He's <laughs> um, French He is French He played for the national team from 1998 to 2008 He played
0: 71 games And he scored 34 goals, goals. Right, so he's, a sh- he's a striker And it's sort of my era of growing up And it can't be Thierry Henry because you've not said Arsenal.
1: No, no, and I don't, I don't think Thierry Henry ever ended his career at FC Pune. Yeah. Think.
0: I mean, that would have been, <laughs> um, a quite cute for well, there's any- I suppose this is me guess, and he is a shoyker. I mean, for those sorts
1: of stats, 34, what did you say, 71? 71 games, 34 goals. So, one in two. Def- he was
0: definitely at, at least two, World, two or three World Cups. Uh, uh I would assume. He I mean.
1: was at uh, one, two, three World Cups. Yes, he was
0: at three World Cups. So I... Um, I just want to check if he
1: scored in all of those
0: three. He was, If he was at the 1998 World Cup...
1: He was.
0: How many guesses do I have? Uh, I suppose I really should only have one guess, and not I? I, 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 can,
1: I can try and... If you've got a question that you want answering... The, I well, the
0: the only French striker that I can think of around that time in my head right now... is Trezeguet. Is that your guess? uh, uh, I'm just thinking because of the goals and Pune City, I think I can't, I just can't see it. But then, River Plate and All Boys. But then Trezeguet, I know Trezeguet definitely play for Juventus, I'm not really too sure about Monaco. I I am going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go, because I can't... I've I've basically got Trezeguet stuck in my head now. Fair enough.
1: um,
0: uh,
1: Yeah, I'll go with with my gut on this one, I think. Well, your gut is correct. It is David Trezeguet. (laughs) France, France legend and clearly Pune City legend. So I I didn't know this until fairly recently. So he was born in France, Trezeguet, but he actually grew up in Argentina. Right, so he grew up there. Buenos Aires. His father, Jorge Trezeguet, is a a former Argentinian footballer, Uh, and he's now his agent. Um, And his mother's also Argentinian. I did not know this. I I just thought he was French. So yeah, he played for Platense, who I think are an Argentinian club. I just sort of assumed they they are. Uh, yes, they're based in Buenos Aires, um, and he, but he only played five games for them before moving to Monaco, where he scored fifty-two goals in ninety-three games, which is an astonishing record.
0: So I was right, I was right then, because I said he would have played most for even Monaco or Juventus. Yeah, I mean he he must have a lot of, of achievements towards his his name, surely, because he would have
1: he he yeah. I mean, I just. I mean, just his goal record, to be fair, is actually astonishing. What it, is it? What's it, it at,
0: at Juventus?
1: So in all in all competitions this <sighs> week, he got 171 in 320 games. Damn, um, which considering they were relegating in that time and went down to Serie B, and he stuck with them. Um, obviously, they still quite, did they didn't
0: they? To be yeah, fair,
1: scored quite a few goals in that league, and then they they got promoted again, and he still carried on scoring. And then he moved to La Liga, where he played for Hercules. He got 12 That's so goals. weird.
0: That's very strange to get.
1: Strange move, yeah. He got 12 goals for them in that one season that he was with them before hmm. going to Ban- Benayas, where he only he, he played four games. Um, and then River Plate, obviously, is getting on a little bit <laughs> by the time he gets there, but still 17 goals in 37 games.
0: Yeah.
1: And then nine goals in 30 for Newell's Old Boys. Um, Pune City, he managed two goals in nine games, but I think by that point he was probably near. He'd probably, he probably given it out by the end of the year. In terms of his actual honours, I mean, French champions, Italian champions twice, um, he won the Primera with River Plate, won the World Cup in 1998 and 2000, oh, runner-up in 2006, sorry. Won the European Championship in 2000, obviously scored the winning goal um, in... Well, I think it was still the goal, wasn't it, back then? Or was it yeah, goal? Yeah, it probably was. To be um, UEFA Team of the Year 2001, Serie A Footballer of the Year 2001-2002, and also Foreign Footballer of the Year the same year, He was a top goal scorer in Serie A, mentioned in the FIFA 100, um, Juventus' greatest Eleven of all time in 2017. Not bad, considering the amount of strikers that they've had. That's pretty, that's pretty good going, like, the (laughs) likes of Del Piero and people like that. Um, and he'd been ordered, he's been (laughs) given a Knight of the Legion of Honour in 1998. Don't know what, particularly, um. He didn't
0: score in the final in
1: 1998, did he? He didn't, no. He didn't
0: actually play that much for them.
1: Well, he did score against Saudi Arabia in 1998 World Cup, but I was just looking at his international goals, and I don't think he scored in any other World Cup. He scored in qualifying for the 2006 World Cup, but other than that, I don't think he scored any other World Cup goals. I suppose he won't be on the ring on that point, and maybe Wiltor as well. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I could have got, yeah. I was just, I was, uh, he, he was just stuck
0: in my head. <laughs> <laughs> cool oh, so, wow. yeah. name from the past that yeah. Yeah. yeah cool anything else not this week so we will be back next week